Discover raw, inspiring stories from runners who've been right where you are. This is the Choose to Endure Ultra Running Podcast with your host, he's English, not Australian, Richard Gleave. Welcome back to Ultra Essentials, your comprehensive refresher guide to mastering the world of ultra running. This is the beginning of part two, where we will get into another three chapters worth of information. I am Richard Gleave, your host on this ultra running stage race. In this next chapter, which is going to be chapter four, we are diving into a vital topic, which is hydration strategies and packs. So hydration in ultra running is a bit of a balancing act. It's not just about drinking water. It's about understanding your body, especially over long distances and varying conditions. So let's quench our thirst for knowledge on this critical aspect. First, let's talk about hydration needs. So your hydration strategy will depend on several factors, the weather, your sweat rate, the intensity of your run, and even your individual physiology. There really isn't a one-size-fits-all approach, but the goal is always to prevent dehydration without overdoing it. So choosing the right gear is pretty crucial. Hydration packs and water bottles come in a variety of forms. Packs are really great for carrying large volumes of water in bladders on your back. They're hands-free, but they can be difficult to refill at aid stations and only allow one type of fluid at a time. It's also, and I know this from experience, pretty difficult to accurately gauge how much fluid is left in there, because you can't see it. Bottles might be preferable for shorter runs, or if you like to monitor your intake more precisely. They're also quick and easy to fill on the move, and allow for different types of fluid in each container. However, of course, they're going to carry significantly less liquid, and you're going to need a way to refill them much more often. So when planning for water stops and refills during races, you've got to get to know the course. Check the race map for water station locations and plan your hydration accordingly. If stations are far apart, you'll need to carry more with you, obviously. Uh, and in self-supported races, it's even more critical to know where your natural water sources are and whether or not you might need to carry additional purification tools, such as a filter that fits on the top of your bottle you can get water from streams and filter it down while you're drinking it. We also need to talk about signs of dehydration and overhydration. Don't forget about that. So dehydration can lead to fatigue, dizziness, confusion. It's important to drink before you feel thirsty. And on the flip side, overhydration or hyponatremia can be just as dangerous. It, it occurs when you drink too much water without replenishing uh, electrolytes, and that can lead to nausea, headaches, and in severe cases, seizures. So a good practice is to drink small amounts of water frequently, sip and sip often, and don't forget those electrolytes, they are as essential for maintaining a fluid balance. You can get them through sports drinks, uh, sometimes electrolyte tablets, salt tabs, or even certain foods. So that's it for this chapter on hydration strategy and packs. Remember, these are bite-sized chapters for broader view. Next time on Ultra Essentials, we'll cover dressing for success, choosing the right clothing and gear. Until then, stay hydrated, stay safe, 
and keep running on those trails. I'm Richard Lee. See you on the next one. Welcome to Chapter 5, Dressing for Success, Clothing and Gear. In this one, we're focusing on what to wear and carry to ensure maximum chance of comfort and performance while you're out on the trails. When you're out on an ultra, your clothing is clearly more than just fashion. Although fashion helps too. It's good to be cool. It's your first line of defense against the elements, whether it's the blazing sun, pouring rain, freezing temperatures, whatever it is, wearing the right gear can make a huge difference to your race. So let's start with the basics for the different weather conditions. In hot weather, light-colored, loose-fitting, moisture-wicking clothes are key. Definitely those are what we need for most of the time here in southeast Texas. They're going to keep you cool and dry, dry you off fast. For colder weather, think layers, right? So a moisture-wicking base layer, an insulating middle layer, and then a windproof and waterproof outer layer. Layering is a real game-changer. It, it allows you to adjust your outfit according to your body temperature and the changing weather throughout the day. So start with a base layer that wicks sweat away from your skin and then add those insulating layers for warmth to top it off with a protective layer against wind and or rain. When choosing clothes, materials matter. So look for synthetic fabrics like polyester or nylon for your base layers that we just talked about. They are really good at moisture wicking and they're quick drying. Avoid cotton. As it absorbs moisture and it takes a long time to dry, which can lead to chafing and discomfort. And don't forget other essential gear. A hat like this or a visor can be really crucial for sun protection, while gloves and a warm hat are must-haves for cold conditions. Sunglasses are also important, not just for sunny days, but to protect your eyes from dust and debris. Remember, the right clothing and gear not only keep you comfortable, but also keep you safe. It's about preparing for the unexpected and being able to enjoy the trail, right? No matter what the conditions. That wraps up this chapter. Next time, we're going to navigate the trails together, exploring maps, tech, and tips for staying on course. Until then, dress smart, run long, and enjoy the journey looking sharp, feeling comfortable. Welcome to Chapter 6 of our Ultra Essentials series. In this one, we are taking the path less travel to discuss navigating the trails, maps, and tech. So let's get on track with the essentials of trail navigation. Navigating the trails is a skill that every ultra runner should master. It's not just about finding your way out there. It's about safety, efficiency, and being able to enjoy the journey. Whether you're in a dense forest or you're out in a vast desert, knowing where you are and where you're going is pretty crucial. So let's start with maps. Uh, traditional paper maps can be invaluable. They don't rely on batteries or signals, and they give you a broad overview of the terrain without needing any recharging. However, obviously in the world of ultra-running, technology also plays a huge part. There are loads of GPS devices and mobile apps that can provide near real-time data. They can track your route, and they can even share your location with friends or family from a safety perspective. When using GPS or mobile apps, it's essential to know the basics in advance. Learn how to read the interface. Learn how to set waypoints and understand what the data means. 
But remember, technology can fail, right? And it needs charging. So you always need to have a backup plan like the paper map uh, we just talked about and a compass or a route you've studied beforehand. Learn how to use those in case of emergency. Some races out there even mandate a base plate compass and a map as part of their required kit. So you're definitely going to come across this. It's well worth taking a course or looking up a YouTube video on how to use those for your safety uh, and to make sure others know where you are and you can find your way back. So reading trail markers and signs is another key skill. These markers can really vary greatly depending on the location. From painted blazes on trees, to little markers on wooden sticks, to cans, which are stacks of rocks. Familiarize yourself with the local marking system before you head out. And then as we mentioned, safety, that's another thing that's paramount. Always let somebody know your route and your expected return date. Be aware of your surroundings and potential hazards like wildlife, weather changes, or difficult terrain. Carry a basic first aid kit. These are cheap. You can find them at um, lots of different stores. And if you're running for a long time in remote areas, maybe also consider a satellite messenger or one of those personal locator beacons. Navigating the trails is a bit of an adventure in of itself. But with the right tools and knowledge, you can explore with confidence. That brings us to the end of part two of this Ultra Essentials series. Join us next go-around as we conclude the series with part three, and we delve into the remaining four chapters, which are going to be training techniques and plans, injury prevention and management, understanding and choosing the right events, and lastly, but definitely not leastly, the ultra community. Until then, stay safe, stay aware, happy trail running. I'm Richard Gleave, and this has been your Ultra Essentials Part 2. Thanks for running with us at the Choose to Endure podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. We had a blast. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. Keep racking up the miles and the stories, and we'll catch you at the next trailhead. Until then, remember to run long, run strong. <laughs>